0: Hi guys, welcome to the fourth episode of our Four Women podcast. So today's a really special episode because we have our first guest. Um, we have on this episode, Liana Daly. And Liana is an intuitive coach. She is an astrologer and a tarot reader who I've personally worked with. She's fantastic. Um, she offers one-to-one intuitive astrology and tarot sessions and her purpose is to help others explore, expand and integrate and accept their inner
1: authority. So welcome Liana. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me on your podcast and that introduction was lovely
0: oh well it is so so nice to be talking to you because obviously we've worked together recently but we've known each other probably a few years now um, yes and it I just wanted to share with the world what you do and um, because I think it's amazing and I think more people need to know that this is um, available and what is it and all the questions that I had to be honest for you around astrology I thought let's let's put them out there to the world Perfect. (laughs) So um, let's start with you telling us a little bit about your astro signs, your data.
1: So my sun sign, which is also referred to as the zodiac sign, is in Pisces. I have a Scorpio moon with a Leo rising and an Aquarius north node. Mm, Great, thank
0: (laughs) you. So if you are listening and you think, I really don't know many of those things, that's fine. We're going to have a little chat about that. I didn't know about all of the different bits. I only really knew my star sign and my moon sign. So, yes, Liana has, has had a positive impact on me because she's helped me understand a little bit more about the astro world. Um, so let's start with the most basic of questions. What is the difference, Liana, between astrology and astronomy?
1: So this is quite an interesting point because at one point in time, astrology and astronomy were seen as the same so it was during like the 17th century where they gradually started to separate so with astronomy they started to focus more on the physical mapping of celestial bodies um, and delving more deeply into like the physical components of the constellations the planets and then backing that with scientific measures Whereas astrology explores the inner landscape um, of like the psychological archetypes that we all have personally in our lives, but on a collective level as well. So it's it's quite interesting because you look at the interplay between the physical and the non-physical and how there are different signs within society that relate back to that connection that we have mm, with the stars yes yeah. with the stars
0: oh i love that so you're talking about the 17th century so it's kind of at the point where they started to really separate the sacred and the secular it sounds like that was yes. the turning point where they decided that they would no longer look into the stars in terms of like, what well, you're talking about a greater spiritual understanding of the self it was just a purely physical um so it's really with the birth of science isn't
1: it yeah and with that astrology then started to go more underground um so you would have it appear in mystery schools there's a text called the hermetica as well and it's got a quote in there which i actually want to say because it's it talks about that relationship again between the sacred and the secular, mm. and it says that which is above is like that which is below, and that which is below is like that which is above. That unity of the one may be fulfilled. So it's that integration of, like you said before, the sacred and the secular that helps us to engage more fully with the world around us as well.
0: Oh, I love that, Liam. It's already it's juicy. juicy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is great stuff. And, and that's what I love as well. I almost feel like science has, for me personally, once I do start to relate to the world in a spiritual way, not just a physical way, suddenly it takes on a much um, more nourishing um, meaning for me. And I didn't really realize that until more recently, that actually when you look upon nature as, a, as spirit as well, it just feels it for some reason for me I just feels more right I feel more whole in that understanding and um, I love the word integration that you use that feels like exactly what you do you bring integration for
1: people it's a juicy word it's one of my words for 2020 and beyond
0: I would uh, there you're good with words <laughs> Leanna's good with words she pulls them out <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a bit um, about yourself and um, how you got into astrology and tarot reading. What was was that journey?
1: So looking back, I would say the seeds were kind of unknowingly planted in my childhood. So it started off very basic at first. So I remember reading Mystic Meg's horoscopes Mm. in (laughs) the newspapers. Yeah. And then obviously through the different magazines that I had, like there was an interest already there. But I would say it really kicked off um, through my fascination with Greek, Egyptian and later Roman mythology because I was very drawn to more of the polytheistic religions Mm -hmm. and traditions and pantheons of gods and goddesses. Because I think what, what what sort of, drew me in was I loved how there were different representations of the same or similar energies and you may have noticed this yourself as well like in astrology there's a focus on the Roman pantheon of gods and goddesses Uh and they all have their counterparts in Greek, Egyptian, ancient Sumerian mythology as well so in that sense it's very varied it crosses any type of boundaries that may have been put in place. And it was about, I was about 13, 14, mm-hmm. when me and my friend would buy this weekly magazine called Mind, Body and Spirit. Mm-hmm. And each week you get either some tarot cards, some oracle cards, runes, essential oils, all that, all that juicy stuff. Um, And there were like pages of information on astrology. So not only was I excited and it felt very joyful for me, but it also felt very natural Mm. as well. It was just kind of like a little sign from the universe saying, oh, hey, remember this way back when. Mm. Um, And then it was when I had my first natal chart reading. That was pretty much it for me. Um, I just it was like a damn burst. I just continued to research and explore and learn and decipher all the symbols. Because as you know from your own session, there's quite a lot of symbols in there, Mm -hmm. which takes some analysis. But we see them everywhere in our day-to-day life without us consciously always recognizing it. But I just knew at that point I wanted to teach myself about astrology and about tarot And I just went for it. And the great thing about these systems is there's always room to learn and grow and expand and it never really ends. Um, So it just kind of went on from there and then certain jobs that I had. So um, one of the first jobs I had was working at a metaphysical store in Birmingham and that just opened it up even further and then also me coming into contact with the yoga community, that's kind of where I met other people that had an interest in these systems. So it was it was kind of here and there, but it happened slowly mm. over time. Um, and again, like just exploring through books. Um, I was mainly like self-taught, but I did do some courses and modules with the faculty of astrological studies as well Um, but the great thing is because you're looking at the human experience and all the different systems out there to explore that it becomes a lot more relatable so you can put your own experience into it and take out like the nuggets of information and wisdom that you have there.
0: Mm, Thank you that was a great uh, little bit of insight things that I didn't know um firstly I want to do a shout out for Mystic Meg wherever you are whatever you're doing (laughs) now she was amazing thank you for anyone who um is not in the UK she was just this amazing um astrologer who she would be on the TV wouldn't she with the with the national lottery (laughs) (laughs) and she would give her reading and she had this like amazing haircut it was like she had this shiny black bob didn't she like sharp fringe and she was just this mystical Um, part of the national lottery and funny enough when I think back when I think to now I don't think we would have that so I wonder what's changed that she was a a celebrity this astrologer and I feel like you don't see that so much now
1: yeah I can I can see where you're coming from in that in that regard she was I definitely see her as like very futuristic I like it how you mentioned her I think she had a black bob yes Um, (laughs) it's, it's like before her time I think what you can see now mainly more on social social media is it just being integrated more into the mainstream yeah or if there are astrologers sometimes corporate businesses can have them on their payroll but they won't necessarily put that out there Mm. into the public because there is still some stigma um, attached to these types of practices and traditions as well
0: mm, and the arts sort of the da- yes. dark arts it has that sort of uh, um, a bit of a stigma like you say well we'll discuss that in a bit because I think that's um, it's going to be good to unpick why why would it be ha- have a stigma um, but you also mentioned you worked in a metaphysical store so I don't know what that is would you be able to explain
1: so the metaphysical store, I'll do a shout out now. So it was Zen in Birmingham, in Digbus. Oh, yes. And basically you just had access to not only the materials and the tools, but the people that have been doing astrology, that have been doing um, tarot, working with runes for decades. So the metaphysical is anything that goes beyond the physical that transcends it and it just gives you an opportunity to again just interact with the world very differently than what we may have been conditioned to or brought up through societal conditionings but it was basically like a candy store for me. Oh, I can imagine.
0: Zen is gorgeous. It's one one of those smelly um, shops as well. And you go in, you're like, you kind of come out feeling slightly drunk. You're like, what? What did I just experience? (laughs) Oh, amazing. Um, And then I like what you said about you've done some um, kind of formal training. But uh, some of it has, well, a lot of it by the sounds of it, was a, a, a bit of an innate knowing and you talk about being an intuitive coach and yeah. I feel like there's a large part of this is is about you following your intuition with it
1: definitely so I know there's a like we do have a question about it later but I just want to briefly bring it up so there is the the systematic approach with astrology where you're looking at all the Aspects the planets and the houses are making to one another, and certain points within the chart. But then, what I find is I might be writing about a client's chart, and then I'll have this intuitive hit to add a certain quote, to add certain resources that they can use, um, or certain messages come up. So it's kind of the interplay between the practical element of astrology and then the more intuitive unknown elements of it as well Mm.
0: so dare I say there's an element of uh, psychic like why would we why you don't use that word or you 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 haven't yet with me would you describe yourself as a psychic or is that something different
1: um it's quite interesting you ask that question because I was thinking about this I personally don't use that to describe myself um mainly because i feel that everyone has these abilities um so whether that is clairvoyance or clairaudience or clairsentience everyone has access to these abilities it's just they're potentially a lot more mundane than maybe how the media portrays psychic ability And then there's some people that are a lot more open and it's more developed because they've got that awareness of the gifts that they have. And then with other people, they're aware of it, but they may not necessarily want to engage with it directly. And it really does come down to personal choice. So I wouldn't, I don't use that word to describe what I do, Mm -hmm. but there are elements of psychic abilities In the work that I do in the sessions that I have with people
0: okay so it's kind of about connecting with the unseen world in in, in a way and you feel like yes you have the ability to do that I mean I know with my readings there was it felt a lot like a channeling like you were able to give me messages um but what you're saying is you actually think everyone to some extent is can be more open and receive messages if they were open to it
1: Definitely. Mm,
0: that's a nice message as well. That's empowering, which is what you're about, isn't it?
1: Yes, 100%. <laughs>
0: yes, you are. Definitely. You empowered me. Um, so what do, what do you see are the benefits to uh, astrology and tarot for somebody? We haven't talked so much about tarot. Is there anything you want to say about that more specifically?
1: Again, um, similar to astrology, it's another languaging system. And what you'll probably find, and this goes beyond just astrology and and tarot, but within certain philosophies, um, when it comes to crystals and numerology, there is an overlap of um, certain, I guess you would call them theories or... Like, the essence is the same, but the explanation can vary depending on which system that you're using mm-hmm. at any time. Um, so with tarot, I just see it as an extension and a reflection of human experience, really. Um, and that's quite similar with astrology. It's just the referencing system quite different. Um, so what I mentioned before is, both, I would say, are language systems. Um, it's, there are two of the many modalities that you have out there. And it just gets you to open up and engage more with your human experience, but just in a slightly different way than what you might be used to. And I find that tarot and astrology, it does have this really good, it has this knack for combining the physical mm. and the non-physical energies quite well um, and because they're very different lenses we get the opportunity to, to gain a deeper perspective to self-reflect and the important thing is to regain our own sense of power in our lives um, through taking those aligned actions um, so it's really about for me anyway, and what I try to um, communicate in my sessions, it's about exploration. Um, But you're potentially using different tools to engage, not only with the physical world, but your intuition, your mental body, and generally your understanding of the world and your role in it as well. Um, Another benefit I would say is it's rich, rich and steeped in mythology mm. and I've got another I've got another quote for you right now oh yes so this <laughs> we love quotes yeah. so this is from um Northrop Frye, and it's a quote about mythology and it says every human society possesses a mythology which is inherited transmitted and diversified by literature And what I love about that quote is literature comes in many forms. So it isn't just resorted to a book or watching a documentary. You can find philosophy through things like tarot um, and astrology and numerology. Um, And really, they both represent a character arc. So you're the protagonist. And what you get to experience very firsthand in your own life is your transformation and your own inner journey. So you start off as one character only to gradually transform into a different person in response to the contexts and situations you've experienced in your life. And I feel like astrology and tarot are really good at reflecting that as well. We all have those archetypes within our internal landscape but also in our day-to-day lives as well.
0: Wow, there's lots there. That's really yeah. fascinating. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, so in so I'm like I've kind of come on this journey as well of really getting into mythology and understanding that within the stories of gods and goddesses there's just so Um, so much for us to learn about who we are right now and that the reason these stories have prevailed the reason you as a teenage girl was lapping up these stories is because you could find some sort of truth in them in the here and now and um, yeah I really love that and I feel like the uh, probably comes back again to in a world we grew up in of science being the most important thing and everything being explainable mm-hmm. it left no space for um creativity and a sense of storytelling and myth as being true as well it's just yeah. true in a different way
1: <laughs> so and go on it i love that because the main thing it's like it's a form of self development and the fact that there's always this kind of didactic element to when you're reading mythology or fairy tales it makes it a lot more relatable so it may not be as dramatic or it may be dramatic your own experiences but you can see yourself doing it Mm. and you can learn how to potentially deal with a situation or a perspective that can help you navigate what you're going through as well so I love mythology yes and so with the ta- so tarot is actually
0: very ancient isn't it yes
1: um
0: and our modern day playing cards are I believe kind of the last remnant we have of these tarot cards they've kind of taken out some of the main what is it the major arcana and the minor arcana that you have so yeah I've did read I've read a bit I'm just recently for me getting into tarot but I um I really like what you say it's like an interaction so when I pull a card learning for me just to read what I see and what I feel and just without reading anything about the context of the card just literally having this one-on-one experience with the image and then doing some research afterwards to build my understanding but it's it's been such a wonderful like yeah interactive experience that I realize it was so much more about my reading could tell me more about how i felt than anything else yeah so that that's also what i have personally found very exciting about them
1: and it's a very um i don't know if you experience this yourself when you when you do your own readings but it's a very like intimate and personal thing that you're interacting with it's like you're communing with yourself your your deeper and expanded self and sometimes when we're out and about in society, those moments can be fleeting. But the nice thing about tarot and astrology is, you know, you can sit, sit on your couch, have a nice coffee or hot chocolate mm. and, and just kind of come into a deeper conversation with you. Mm. So I find that it's, it's very sacred in that sense.
0: Mm. Yeah lovely um so I I'm say as I say for me it was quite it's fairly new to I've always known what my star sign is I'm an Mm -hmm. Aries um but it's been for me this journey into to be honest femininity um has taught me it's opened the world to me in terms of I've started to learn about the moon and my really I think this all originates with me learning about the cyclical nature of my womb so mm-hmm. connecting to my period and the fact that it had a cyclical nature like the earth and like the moon so then it developed an interest in being connected with the moon and then of course it starts to grow and realize that the moon is always in in its phases and it's the zodiac is is changes at each new moon and as I started to realize these things are connected it, it was opening more and more doors and um, but for, for me, um, and we 've spoken about it before, so I was actually brought up in a quite religious sort of Christian environment. I went to church when I was younger and um, sort of the Church of england and I think that I had an inner sort of fear and resistance to learning more about astrology it 's kind of thing that 's like mocked a little bit that 's how I would regard the yeah. world that I was in that kind of at best, maybe mocked, and then even though everyone knows their own star sign, bear in mind. But um, yeah. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> um, and then but at worst, probably considered evil. So I think yeah. in the religious circles I was in, there's a um, I mean, even in the Bible, I think it does mention, I don't know if it mentions witchcraft per se, but I, I definitely remember there being verses read about maybe, yeah, sorcery or witchcraft or how you needed to, um, these were evil, these were things from the devil or whatever. So I think because I was brought up in that context, I've been a bit, it's taken me a while to almost ask myself, where have you got these ideas? And like, why would it be evil? And for me, there's been a big journey into learning about feminine spirituality and how anything that was a, a feminine art, a feminine spirituality feminine healing all of these kind of ancient arts they are things that have be- um, been wrapped up and delivered back to us as evil by the patriarchy by the churches you know um, yeah. discrediting and um, power so I wanted to know your your thoughts if you encounter people like me who have a fear and what you think about where that comes from when well, we've already mentioned stigma and things like that so kind of interested to hear your thoughts about that
1: So in my sessions with clients I haven't engaged with that directly but I've came across these types these beliefs um through either my own research or just talking to people outside of the sessions um and the thing is like astrology and tarot um and other systems, I view them as, as guidance tools. Mm. So it's not so much about, well, it's not about it at all, like this is how it is, this is how you're supposed to be doing things. It allows you to explore the opposite, really. It's just what you're looking at or what you're looking through is a different lens to explore life. But then I can completely understand, like, if there has been certain upbringings or effort through conditioning to think a particular way about a subject the fact that you said that you you were open enough at the at that point to ask where do these views where do these beliefs come from and being open-minded about that like helps people to gain a wider view but at the end of the day like People ultimately, everyone's entitled to their own belief systems. Mm. So, as someone who has like sessions with people, I'm not there to tell them what they should and shouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just there to give them information through a different lens that, if they want to use in their life, they can. If they don't want to, then that's completely fine and it's also none of my business at the same time Mm. um but I'm always open to talk about these beliefs because it's important to to explore and to listen to other people's experiences and and what their core beliefs are but like we mentioned before there is a lot of stigma Mm. um attached to the esoteric, the traditions that at one point went underground um, because it was against, like, the main patriarchal structures that were basically building society at the time. Mm. Um, but again, like everyone's entitled to to their beliefs so just being open to that as a coach is important and not to tell someone how they should or shouldn't live but to just explore the different elements
0: yeah which you definitely do so i mean i'm like i don't feel like that whatsoever anymore i i um uh i see it as yeah this kind of um helping me to understand myself more And like you say, using tools to um, notice things about myself or to think these things are mirrors and they will reflect things back to me that I hadn't necessarily realized in my conscious mind. And I'm like, ah, yeah, there's a connection there. So yeah, no, definitely. I find that amazing. And I actually, I think some of it comes down to you know, in, in even in our media or film mm. or cartoons or whatever, they make out, like, um, you know, I think the fortune-telling woman and when you pull the death card in the tarot, oh, it means you're going yeah. to die. And I, I just feel like I have this crazy view that if I was going to do any tarot, that I'd get the death card and it would mean I would die. I, like, actually yeah. think that was somewhere in my mind because clearly that had been in, I would presume, media or something that, you know... So yeah, I think some of these ideas do come from just what we see when we're young, I suppose, that it's something to be afraid of.
1: Yeah, and the constant reinforcement of that as well. But I like how you mentioned the death card, because there are some cards within the tarot where as a reader, you you do notice a change Mm. and a slight change in the client and the death card is one of them. But when you look at it from a psychological point of view, most people, um, or majority, depending on like how you've been brought up, have been conditioned to fear death. Yeah. And to distance ourselves from it as much as possible. So when you have an image, because... I don't know if you've noticed this in all the um, in different tarot decks, the death card isn't always the most, um, I guess, visually appealing for people, especially oh. if it does trigger <laughs> um, trigger a response off to others. Um, but that reaction in and of itself is giving you a lot of information that you can explore. Yeah. And symbolically, death is a card of the unknown. You know, there's many theories, many understandings, and beliefs about what happens when we not only physically die, but when we deal with a symbolic loss in our lives. Um, so, there's a lot of this interplay between so- social constructs and like how we've been conditioned to react to them as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right that the, the death is definitely something that we avoid and hence like my fears around um, approaching that and how different I am now. Like if I I pull the death card regularly and through working with goddess, um, like just learning about the goddess and this kind of the ancient goddess being both life and death and her holding these two things simultaneously and learning about the cycle, like how the earth is always, um, being reborn and dying with the seasons and like the 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 celtic wheel of the year and for me it's just completely completely changed how i view death and regard these um the kind of even just darkness this this concept of darkness which you're totally right i feel like our culture and it's probably got its foundations in kind of a christian culture in some sense Mm -hmm. of like they use light positively and dark pejoratively but it's kind of almost a whole aspect of ourselves it's a rite of passage everyone must go through has been entirely ignored and not come to peace with which it feels like before when we look at the ancient arts there was a lot more of a sense of um you know explore that explore the the difficulty and make peace with it through understanding that we are part of nature and nature is always dying and rebirthing. So there yeah, I I've had a really big shift actually and, and feel a lot of
1: peace now in a way I never did. And it's like what you said before, like you learning about the cyclical nature of not just the world, but us as well. And a lot of these ancient practices and esoteric tools, they teach us that, that constant rebirth that we go through, not even just yearly, but on in a day-to-day way as well mm. yeah it's
0: uh it's good stuff and it's uh about you know I think we talk we've talked I don't know if we have actually but it's online a lot and um, this idea of being positive all the time and having a positive mm-hmm. outlook on everything and it feels now when I look back and I was probably like that when I was younger I, I very much believed in mind over matter but yeah. I just um, I I now I just am so much more comfortable being like you don't have to be. It's not about the, everything being positive. It's like that's just robbing you of the experience of light and dark and knowing that through grief comes transformation. And when you're feeling low, listen to it. And and there's just so much there that our our culture's ignored. And 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 you know with the rise, I think of. All of this, uh, all of these arts, it just feels like things are coming into a better harmony with that, knowing yes. that we can see those things in ourselves and be at peace.
1: More of, like you say, harmony and equilibrium. Yeah,
0: we need both, That's don't anything. we, to be equal. It's like yin and yang and everything, yeah. Um. Great. So I had my Cosmic Blueprint reading with you. Mm -hmm. and it was amazing so we had this session (laughs) where you gave me you gave me a breakdown of basically I just told you when I was born and where and then from that you we had um over an hour I think it might have been an hour and a half two hours together actually in the end (laughs) to talk um and you explained all these things on my is that was that my natal chart that you showed
1: me yes yeah so everyone has a nature chart, it's sometimes referred to as a birth chart, okay. or star chart, or cosmic blueprint in my case. Um, but everyone has that, every individual.
0: So what, tell me about the word, you've called it cosmic blueprint. Why, why was that? It's a great name.
1: But... <laughs> um, so for me, the reason I chose that is because What I focus on in the sessions is exploring the archetypal energies that you came into this world with Mm. um, through your natal chart. So kind of imagine it as a compass of some sort where, like, if you wanted to engage with it more mindfully and more consciously, you have the opportunity to do that. Um, But the big thing for me was not just the knowledge that can come through, But the practicality of it as well. So, we looked at the inherent strengths that you possess and how you can potentially um, use that to your advantage Mm. if you're not already doing so, Um, and areas that you can work on and how to navigate them. And I really love to focus on what's known as the moon's node. So, this is the south node and the north node and it just essentially looks at what potentially can be released in your south node so you can move more fully into the expanded version of you which lies in your north node Mm. Um, plus as you've noticed I like to give people some practices and activities and self-reflection questions Mm -hmm. Um, and any additional resources that You can explore if you want to um, in order to just integrate. It's my favorite word at the moment. (laughs) In order to integrate the information um, more into the 3D. Because sometimes what can happen when you're dealing with like these very ancient information, it's so easy to stay up in those upper chakras because it feels really nice. And then it's like, okay, how do I apply that into my day to day life? Yeah. Yeah ground it
0: Mm. yes so funny you said about what you really like is talking about the south node and the north node um because in when in our reading i i felt that that was where i um i really felt my soul responding actually to what you were saying quite strongly And that was almost like you describing there was somebody I was not, I was born, but it was this archetype, this character traits that I've held in past lives. But that there was now a time for me to move into my North Node and there was a new archetype. And what what would that mean? And it just felt so um it like awakened my heart it just it was like you were speaking directly to me and and it felt so right so like right that I didn't realize that you were saying that's a part of it you particularly love because I remember that part really very strongly resonating with my my soul as well so yeah oh, I can I'm feel that, emotional. oh <laughs> <laughs> no you that, mean. that was really that was really special and and I think so I loved it because you you um integrate So what I wanted to say about my reading was just, I mean, firstly, the sheer amount of work that you put into it. It, This wasn't just me turning up and you saying, oh, hi, like, so you're born here. This probably means these sort of things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, for you guys listening, I have now had an email from Liana where it's a it's a massive document where she's written out everything that we discussed. And like she was saying, exercises and prompts and questions for me. So I've now got a resource beyond that session we had that I can begin to delve into and and it's quite it's quite sizable so it's also going to take me time reflection to to go
1: over it. So yes, that was that was really special. And yeah. that was quite important like for me as someone that holds these sessions, I wanted people to be able to fully interact with it. Mm. Because through my own experiences, I've had some amazing, amazing sessions with some astrologers. And then in other sessions, I've had all the information, but I've not, it's kind of like been floating around. And it's like, okay, how do I mold this? How do I bring this into the 3D? So it was very important that you had something physical that you could Mm. take with you and explore as well
0: no it's, it's really beautiful and like the care the love and the passion you have for this work and, and the and the natural uh, skill and ability to be honest because I mean I, honestly so Lehanna, she like you showed you showed me different cards from different decks that you felt yeah. you know had, had spoken to you when, when we did when you were preparing but you also, um, you were giving me songs that had come to you, <laughs> and some. And I'm not joking. Some of these songs were like hilarious, like absolutely to the. I can't. I couldn't have said it better myself. And it for me, like the way I interacted with that, and the way you were receiving messages to give me, it was like goddess was laughing with me <laughs> she was like giving me these song types and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna die that's so funny and, and and it was so it also had this you know it wasn't like a really serious heavy there were obviously at times it was emotional and it was deep but there was also this really loving and and light and and laughter to it that i felt you you channel spirit in in, in its natural form in all its flavors you know so i just it was wonderful Thank you. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, it was lovely. <laughs> Well, it was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so, I am uh, conscious that I am concerned my phone could die. I'm going to put right. it out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we are what well, I wanted to firstly just thank you so much for telling us all about what you do and for sharing your gift with me. I got loads out of it. It was amazing. Um, you're so knowledgeable. And but you're very understated about your knowledge. So you're not, you're not sort of, I don't know, it's it's like Leanne's style. If you go on her Instagram, if you get to know her through, through, obviously you've heard her today. You've got this gorgeous way about you where you're quite, I would say you've got quite a mysterious glow mm, and the more yes. you kind of speak <laughs> to you the more things start to come out and you think wow this woman she's just an endless source of knowledge and, and inspiration so thank you for sharing that with everyone who's listening that's that's amazing
1: and thank you again for having me on here it's it's ex- like I said to you before this podcast like this is helping me expand on a soul level as well mm. um And it's just great to be able to get that out there to other people, but also hear about your own personal experience with the session. So I just want to say a big thank you for that, you Aries leader, soul star.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Liana said when she first met me, um, she asked our mutual friend, is Harriet an Aries? (laughs) Didn't you? Because you said it was so obvious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, totally fire. I'm thinking Aries. (laughs) Oh gosh, that made me laugh
0: when Liana told me that recently. I was like, gosh, am I so like in your face? (laughs) um so tell us where can we find you how can we get in touch if we want to work with you how can we get a reading from you give us your info
1: so people can find me on instagram at liana underscore daily so that's primarily where i'm quite active um and the info for the tarot sessions and the cosmic blueprints they can be found in the highlights section of my ig page and if you want to ask like any questions about the sessions or you want to book a session then all you simply need to do is just dm me and then we can get it booked amazing
0: and do book liana you will not regret it it's just yeah opening up my world um, so, thank you, honey. Make sure you go find Liana on Instagram, Liana underscore daily D A L E Y.
1: Thank you. All right, <laughs> thank honey. Thank you
0: so much. We will speak soon. Thank you for joining. See
1: you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.